All right, so what are we going to talk about? Uh, I want to talk about Lebanon. Yeah, shit in Lebanon popping off. I was watching the the video of some of the street battles. Pretty pretty crazy. I don't know a whole lot, to be honest, about what's going on there. I know that there was, like, the big financial crisis, and then there was that huge explosion in the port of the... It was, like, fertilizer or something, like... Uh, just yeah. thousands of pounds of it that blew up in the in in yeah, the major like city. I don't know a whole lot about explosion. it. Um, yeah, I remember Lebanon's been in the news quite a bit in the last few years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's the financial crisis. The banking system's all jacked up. There's like not enough money. Like the like the central banks are like borrowing money from people. Um, and recently, the bank started selling money. For eighty percent of its value, um, which is not good. I'm not. A, I'm not a. You know, I'm not a major economist, but that's not good. I think you know what getting eighty percent of your money back is not is not as bad as it could be, right? No, that's better than my Robinhood investments. <laughs> Significantly better. Um, yeah. yeah, there's been some uh, clashes today, right, between uh, Lebanon's official uh, army uh, was there, uh, Hezbollah, and what are they called? Uh, so so the, the shooting was not done by the government, like it wasn't done by the Lebanese army. People don't know who it is, um, but the two groups who were marching, they were, they were doing a protest um, to try to get the judge who's uh, presiding over the investigation of the Beirut uh, explosion at the port um, last year. Uh, they were trying to get him to step down. You know, they don't think he's doing a very good job. Oh, this, so this is directly related to the explosion at the port? Um, sort of. Well, I mean the protest, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, That was attacked. Yeah. They don't think the judge is uh, going to hold anybody accountable or that kind of stuff. Um, with the two groups, and it was an, an, an insane. I mean, an insane disaster. Yes, right? it's like very. That's a huge explosion for a very tiny country. Like, yeah. Like Lebanon is smaller than Palestine. It's a very tiny country, um, and its government is like designed to be sectarian. Like there's required seats for Muslims, Christians, Druze. Um, yeah. So the and Shia Muslim or Sunni. Um, yeah, the people that were marching were Hezbollah backers and Amal movement backers, um, which is another Shia political movement that formed during the Lebanese civil war, um, and probably some people from the um, Progressive Socialist Party, the Socialist Party. PSP, I don't remember what it stands for. But, um, yeah, that happened, and then there was a bunch of sniping. Some snipers opened fire. I've heard, or I've, like, seen some stuff on Twitter that it was the, uh, National Forces, which is why a lot of people got confused with the Lebanese Army, the Lebanese National, like, Army. Um, well, the Lebanese National Army comes after the shooting is, you know, starts happening, right, and a bunch of people have been shot. I believe, when I was, when I was, like, watching the news earlier today, uh, like thirty people had been shot uh, from the protests, and and I know five six or six had dead. been killed. Yeah. Um, but 
So, like, Hezbollah and the Amal movement came with guns. Like, you know, mm -hmm. they, they provide their own security. The Lebanese army is not not really the most powerful force in Lebanon that would probably go to Hezbollah. Um, though nobody really has, like, a supreme control over military matters. But um, the people there's, that have, I've seen suspected are the uh, national forces, which is like a uh, Christian fascist militia organization. Um, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I've seen as well. Yeah, yeah. And the Christian right in Lebanon is backed by Israel uh, and took part in the Lebanese Civil War on behalf of Israel and were like funded by them um, and also participated in the Sabra and Shatila massacre. Um, which the anniversary of was a few few days ago. Um, so not good folks, you know, kind of crazy. Like, there's a lot of images of the Lebanese Civil War of like guys like carving crosses and shit like into their AKs and like committing massacres. Um, and usually Maronites. That's the predominant Christian group in Lebanon. Though a lot of Christians also participated on the communist side, but. Um, yeah, it's not good. This is definitely, you know, in my opinion, it's definitely an attempt to, like, provoke larger civil unrest in order to destabilize Lebanon even further. Because um, Lebanon also just received a bunch of Syrian oil bypassing U.S. sanctions. Um, because currently in Lebanon there's, like, a very serious energy crisis, like, major blackouts, sometimes for days at a time. Um, the government's just very dysfunctional, and that's kind of the way that Lebanon's government was set up. It's supposed to be kind of dysfunctional. But it's been especially bad uh, for the last, like, couple of years, right? Uh, yeah, there's I, been a very serious financial crisis. The banks are not doing well. The economy is collapsing, or is collapsed, depending on who you ask. Uh, I'm not really an expert on that aspect of it, but it's uh, it's very bad. And um, Yeah, that's, that's what I've heard anyways. I don't know. I'm not. I haven't. I'm not a huge expert on Lebanon either. I don't really know a lot about it. The French are uh, heavily involved because the French used to control Lebanon. It was like created as sort of like a Christian kingdom, basically, to like defend the Christians of uh, the Mohammedan territory. But it, France just ended up turning it into another colony, uh, unbeknownst to a lot of people. Um, and, you know, Macron was there last year, like, we will help you if you change a lot of stuff. You gotta listen to us. Uh, and I don't think that really took any traction. Macron's not the most charismatic guy. Well, I know that, uh, that Lebanese immigrants have been <laughs> extremely influential uh, in American and, and South American Mexican cuisine. Yes, I was I was worried you were gonna say government because I'm like I don't think that's <laughs> yeah but definitely food definitely a lot of food a lot of Lebanese people. I was in just thinking like I mean the Lebanese food is so fucking good and I I learned recently that uh, that al pastor and and shawarma are the same thing. They're uh, slightly and in, different, but yeah. And in I mean they're slightly they're different because uh, because of the region you know the regional different differences right. Uh, uh, but uh, I was I was reading that in uh, in Mexico uh, uh, they call uh, al pastor uh, uh, taco Arab. Uh, yeah, taco Arab. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and in uh, and in uh, yeah, I was reading this in the Radio Warner Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, great, yeah, uh, great uh, collection <laughs> uh, of minds there. Uh, 
all yeah. dedicated mostly to uh, uh, arguing in the comments uh, and posting about food. Uh, They're pretty chill, <laughs> I think. There's a couple rabble rousers in there, but you know it's good to keep some around. Oh yeah. Anyways, I was I I was like, my mind was blown by this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and in yeah. and in uh, fucking uh, Lebanon, you can get a uh, shawarma Mexican. <laughs> yeah, I love some good shawarma. And the Lebanese have been very successful in the U.S. They're the only uh, Arabs who can put their nationality on the uh, on the restaurant instead of calling it Mediterranean, which is good. That's a uh, that's a that's a that's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, yeah, you never see, like, a Tunisian place. Uh, well, like, a majority of the Lebanese in the U.S. are Christian, you know? Mm. Um, so that might have something to do with, like, the greater acceptance, but uh, I don't know. There's also a lot of Druze and stuff in the U.S. I think the U.S. Uh, is good at incorporating uh, <laughs> cuisine. international cuisines. We're really good at consuming other, uh, you know, <laughs> other yeah. people. Maybe that's, like, the modern equivalent of, like, the spice trade. Just, like, bombing a country so, like, chefs have to move here, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's something there. There's a book in that. I read that book for sure. There's probably, there actually probably is some truth to that. We could probably find someone who's writing on that or uh, who studied that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out. We'll keep our eyes out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Other Middle Eastern news... Um, I don't know. There's some. There's quite a few Palestinian prisoners on hunger strike right now, uh, protesting their indefinite detention in Israeli in the Israeli military prisons, um, which is you know, power to them. They've they've gotten some concessions already, um, including like family visitation and that kind of thing. There's one guy who I think is on um, his 89th day of hunger strike. Just saw his family. That was a pretty heartwarming video um in other news um a bunch of israeli settlers maced the idf because they were like going a little too crazy they were like trying to you know burn down a bunch of olive trees and like uproot like apricots and stuff um which you (laughs) you know that's a pretty big deal um but, uh, you know, they were going to get in trouble. They were going to get their ass kicked, probably. So the IDF came through. And then uh, the settlers just started, like, macing the IDF. <laughs> and they told them, like, back off. Um, so that's fine. I'm happy about that. They can do that. <laughs> yeah, Israel also bombed Syria again this week. They bombed the largest air base in Syria. Um, possibly from the American air base in the eastern half of Syria. Um, which is, which is an interesting development. Um, they've done that before, but never with, like, such brazenness. Um, and the rationale is that, like, there's Hezbollah or Iranian soldiers at Al-Tanf, uh, the airbase. Um, which, you know, not really a good reason to be bombing another country, because another country is there, necessarily. It's a very serious violation of sovereignty. Um. But the Syrian army did manage to shoot down most of the Israeli missiles and nobody was killed. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, man. So that's pretty up? cool. That's pretty amazing. I heard that the, the anti-missile technology is not actually that great. Um, well, like, air defense stuff is a different beast than, like, ship-based 
stuff. Like, because, like, you know, like, an aircraft can't carry the amount of missiles that, like, a land-based, like, missile battery can, you know? So, like, like, you're not going to get, like, an overwhelming amount of missiles fired by, like, a couple of jets. Most missile defense systems. And, like, you know, particularly the Russian ones, which are apparently pretty good. I don't know if Syria has the S-400s, but um, they've, got, they've got a good amount of other, of other missile defense. Um, and those can't really be destroyed because of Russia there. So it's not really a good state of affairs. But it seems like, you know, things are warming up with the Syrian government. We might be seeing a lot of uh, a warming up of relations, though Anthony Blinken just said today that he will not do anything, like the United States will not do anything to aid in the reconstruction of Syria until there are irreversible changes to the government, which... Um, that's fine, though. I mean, re they don't need to reconstruct. They just need to stop destroying <laughs> at the, you know, I mean, just leave. And I think that that seems to be the kind of, like, general sentiment of uh, the U.S. military and also, you know, the Biden administration is that we're looking elsewhere. Uh, and I think this started, you know, under Obama. Uh, Trump really accelerated this, uh, you know, the pullout of Afghanistan. But I feel like the general, the general feeling is that, that you know, they're tired of, of the Middle East and stuff, and they need to move on to, uh, you know, China. Uh, and especially, I think, you know, controlling South America. Uh, they're really, I think, really, really upset that anyone is meddling in South America but America. You know what I mean? That's been kind of in our, our sphere of influence and, you know, our domain for 100 years now. Yeah, but uh, they're just being so impotent. It kind of, I don't know, it feels like they're really just pulling back a lot. I don't know. Seems like America's kind of lost its mojo. I wonder if they'll. Get I don't back. know. I think the the pivot to Asia uh, is is very real, uh, and I and I I'm you know I'm very worried about that. I'm I'm very worried about the possibility of of any sort of conflict, uh, armed conflict, uh, with China. I know people are you know. Of what is what is which one is which one is the uh, pro or kind of like uh, think it's going to happen? Is it? bearish or bullish i don't actually know i don't follow the uh so bullish means stocks go up bearish means stocks go down i don't know what that would mean in regards to i guess you'd be bearish if you don't think that yeah uh, you'd think that you'd be bearish if you think war is not going to happen right and bullish if you think or yeah i think that people are very bearish on 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 that right i think that people are uh they think that you know cooler heads will prevail in, in the business industry they're watching signs uh, in or uh, in the kind of like uh, you know business press uh, that's saying you know that that are that are saying you know we need to cool it on on the China aggression like we're making lots of money here you need to chill out but but I think that that is uh, I don't know I think that it's pretty clear to me where where the U.S. Uh, is going uh, with their kind of internal prosecution of Chinese Americans uh, uh, the general. Canada like, look just out. released, um, I think it was the, the Huawei executive, they just released her, and she went back to China, I don't know. Have you seen the, the all the, uh, have you seen the, the China watchers trying to pull that as a, it was actually a victory for the US? Uh, <laughs> no. no. Uh, they haven't, uh, it's still, uh, it's still an open question, whether she'll face prosecution, they didn't drop the charges. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> now she has to go live in China. <laughs> <laughs> they really got her. 
They pulled out the stops with that. I mean, the way that the, how how public these like I mean, clear like sham. Uh, you know, I mean, this is a, basically a kidnapping, right? Uh, of uh, of a foreign business executive, right? Mm-hmm. Over you know a hotly contested uh, resource, you know, like resource, right? And, that kind of uh, and and I think that that's not going to cool off i think that the u.s doesn't forgive and forget and move on to make some money they sit and they fucking stew and and it comes around to be like this really you know fucked up shit later i mean look at what with syria like these guys have been fucking sitting in 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 langley and uh wherever uh going is langley where the cia is i forget yeah that's where that's where we are when we black yeah, yeah. you, okay. we drove you here. Okay. We always tell you where you are when you get out. You know, we just don't <laughs> I always forget, though, because, like, the, you know, you got some really good shit right here. Uh, yeah. So, so you know, that's, I think that these guys, you know, at Langley, they've been really, they've been sitting and stewing since, uh, since they were beaten in Syria in the 70s, right? Like, mm. so these guys, like, they don't. They don't just move on, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I like, know. uh, I think... and the will to dominate and the need to dominate is, I think, you know, miss, uh, uh, people don't give it, give it the due that, that it deserves. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like America's on the way out. I don't think we're going to be starting any new Middle Eastern wars. Probably just like doing like, I agree. Enforcement no for, more like, Middle Eastern wars. Probably. I've heard people they want to go back to the fucking they want to go back to jungles, and uh, that would be a nice change of pace. New uniforms, even that, just new 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 uniforms, billions of dollars. Can you can you imagine? Like, I mean, people who are saying like, uh, oh, like, uh, you know, all these like international businesses, like, you know, China represents so much U.S. trade. Like, you know how much money like they fucking made invading Iraq, and I'm not talking about like. Like, oh, yes, like, the entire, like, you know, business class as a whole, right? Like, maybe they didn't all make some money, but a bunch of fucking politicians did. did. I think they did. A bunch of individuals who had extreme power in swaying U.S. foreign policy made a shit ton of money. Like, you know, Northern Virginia used to be farmland. They used to be the sticks, like, just south of D.C., you know, where where everybody lives. Now Think of how many guys want to turn fucking, you know, whatever... Cleveland suburbs into that, or you know, <laughs> Chicago suburbs into that. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. They can't get over like the Arab terrorists. <laughs> but they're our friends now. I Again. just watched a new TV show on Apple TV. Not it's a foundation. It's all about space. I don't know who this is by. It's got to be some billionaire who's obsessed with space. Oh, uh. it's not Jeff Bezos, but. Uh, in the first episode, they got the Arab terrorist destroying the great empire. <laughs> in space? In space. He does a 9-11. Good for them. In space. Yeah. In 2021, they're still mining the 9-11. Uh, yeah, but like, Al-Qaeda and stuff are our allies. Like, explicitly our allies now. Like, I don't think that's really <laughs> going to keep up for the next couple of years. Like, you know, who's the enemy in, like, Battlefield, uh, the new one? Russia, you know? We're just kind of... Going back to the classics, I don't know. I feel like Arabs, Arab, like Al Qaeda's on their way up. I think they're we're gonna get like a K-pop 
Al-Qaeda, whatever equivalent, we're going to get like... I just couldn't believe it because I, I, I agree with you in teenagers. some way, right? I agree with you kind of to some extent that that kind of was on the way out. But here in 2021, you still got... Uh... And I'll give it to them. They also had a Russian terrorist. That's good. The, they had two guys blow up the uh, the Space World Trade Center. And the first guy was an Arab terrorist. And the second guy was a Russian terrorist. Okay, see, that makes more sense. The Arab terrorist is our friend. He would never he would never turn against us without some, like, wildly Eastern influence, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Should I watch We're, that? The is eyes are going east. You should, you should watch The Foundation. It's pretty cool. It's basically Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> I do like Star Wars. Which makes sense, because Star Wars is basically Foundation. Did you watch Star uh, Wars Visions? No, I, is that the anime? Yeah, it's dog shit. It was... It's I, dog shit? I got so angry watching it. I, was, I heard that it was pretty good. The, the... Just the level... It's not made for children. It's made for grown grown man nerds. And it, the dialogue is that, like, it's sub, like, Paw Patrol. Like, it's fucking, like... Like, the, the action's, like, okay. Like, I don't know. It's kind of shitty. It's just shitty. It's insulting that they would put this out. That they would take something... Like, you know, they just... It's just dog shit. It's just... just I'm so upset. So I should not watch the Star Wars anime. Uh, unless you want to get, like, angry or, like, feel insulted and, like, feel talked down to. Um, no, you, not really. Like I don't that. like to watch... I don't have the hate watch uh, gene. Oh, I do. I wasn't, I wasn't born with it. So I can't... Uh, That's what the news is, man. I enjoy everything I watch. So if you hear me talking about a, you know, a horrible uh, piece of entertainment on this show... Uh, it's. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed watching every second of it. <laughs> so yeah, check out Foundation. That show's pretty cool. It's uh, it's it's pretty cool. I'm liking it. It's got kind of like a you know, like a a, a redditor vibe, mm-hmm. uh, to it. Uh, they do a whole lot about how like atheism and math is like the coolest thing you can ever do. Uh, I've heard that before. And like. If you <laughs> if you don't do like uh, math and atheism, uh, the world is like just going to turn into like barbarity. Uh, well, podcasting is the natural extension of math and atheism. I, think. I guess that's true. That is true. I did a little bit too much math and atheism yeah, yeah. Uh, growing up, and uh, look where it ended up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a highly successful show. <laughs> Millionaires. We have six yeah, Patreon yeah. backers, and we're making forty five thousand dollars a year. Oh my god. That's the dream. I know we're there's making a... $45,000 a year? No, we're making $15,000 a year. Oh, okay. that's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, you said yeah. it before. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I would like the the split was showing me. Yeah, yeah, it's so 50/50, I... of course. I'm doing all the work here, but yeah, it's 50/50. <laughs> it's kind of a, uh, a a rapidly it's the, the news week was a lot of like tiny terrible things this week, you know. I watched uh, I watched uh, some uh, Hezbollah or uh, Amal uh, uh, armed dude firing. He was uh, he was hiding behind cover and he was firing over at the cover at the snipers. Yeah. And there was just a dude like a middle aged guy just like walking around like in the middle of the street like. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like that's what the civil war is like. That dude lived through the civil war. You know, you just gotta <laughs> you just gotta you still gotta go to work. 
not like Total War. There's no, you don't even get a job out of it. The jobs go away when you have a civil war, you know. You really want a total war, but like nuclear bombs kind of fuck that whole thing up. It's not right. You know, it's, it's a damn shame. We used to have a jobs program by erupting and having Europe explode every, you know, 15 to 20 years. Now what? Well, I guess Germany always got destroyed, but they built back up. And they got destroyed again. Usually their fault. Something that came up, uh, I don't know, did this come up on uh, on our last episode or uh, or in just a previous conversation we had? Like, uh, just the remilitarization of Europe is uh, is very interesting. So you might get your little uh, destroyed Europe. Dude, to get you your see, job program in. Did you see Our, that yearly holiday in Germany or whatever with just like the Wehrmacht like marching with like torches and shit like in front of the Reichstag? What the fuck? Yeah, no. dude. They're like still wearing the same helmet and everything. Like the same. They look like the Nazi soldiers. Like they don't well, even the... look like modern soldiers. Like their dress uniform is just like World War II Wehrmacht. The Wehrmacht was. They were the good guys, right? Like they didn't commit atrocities like the SS. No, no, you got that backwards. <laughs> You're thinking of the USSR. There were no oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, I yeah. Sorry, <laughs> that was a that was a joke that fell a little flat because the Wehrmacht is uh, was really horrible. They committed, uh, they had volunteer massacres. Uh, yeah, well, you can't make people do a massacre. You know, it's a it's a volunteer <laughs> military. Probably still is a volunteer military. I'm pretty sure. Oh. <laughs> But my dreams of uh, my dreams of uh, of a partition of the U.S. of uh, the French, uh, uh, German, and and uh, Chinese and Russian generals meeting in Chicago and partitioning the U.S. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> are getting ever closer. Uh, yeah, they could just uh, like go where the immigrants are. Like New Orleans could be like the French territory or like the Algerian territory or something. <laughs> Like, I was reading dope. about a uh, a secret pact that had been signed between uh, France and Greece, uh, a new defense pact that uh, that uh, in uh, in the oh yeah I saw that yeah. Greek uh, Greek prime minister I believe I forget exactly who said it he said uh, you know we're gonna go above and beyond NATO here and uh, that's good and so for for those of you who are you know who want the dissolution of NATO to happen that that might get ever closer. Yeah, they're going to turn, like, Cyprus into the new Taiwan. I'm kind of... I could see that happening. That could be pretty cool. <laughs> um, can you can you imagine France and Greece and Iran versus Turkey and Azerbaijan? Uh, no. No, because, like, Israel would hop in. Probably America on the Turkish side. I don't know. I feel like America would just sell. So arms that's what I'm vote. saying is that this this shit is you know kind of getting more and more dangerous. Uh, uh, <laughs> shit is becoming. I hope they put uh, it to I'm, a public vote. Like if NATO splits up or like a European war starts again. Like I hope it's put to a vote which side America takes. I don't know which side I'm voting for. I'll have to hear the arguments. But <laughs> I'm gonna support. Uh, I'm gonna support the Jupiterian here. Oh, yeah, exactly, because uh, you know France has uh, has tried for many years uh, and has uh, and probably has made many secret deals with Iran uh, because they've tried publicly many times for reapproachment. Uh, 
The Italians also had a pro-Arab policy for a long time. Try to get, uh, you know, I mean, it's not like they're like pro, you know, you know, they're anti-imperialist or something. Like they would just want to buy cheaper oil. (laughs) Uh, They want to buy and they want to trade and they want to make more money uh, because they, you know, they feel that. I mean, France has always felt this that uh, that uh, the U.S. has been stifling to their their imperial uh, designs. France does have a lot of oceanic territory. They control, like, a lot of exclusive economic zones. Like, I think they're, like, third in the world, probably, for, like, exclusive economic control of, like, ocean area. Um, but, like, I don't know. I could... A Jupiterian reign. Like, when's the last time France was in charge? Like, it's been too long, you know? I'd like to see that come back. France is still a major imperial power. Uh, it, has, you know, commits troops all over the world. Uh, to maintain its uh, neo colonies yeah. uh, in Africa and South America. Yeah, but like you know, they're not like on top. You know, I'm not like afraid of the French, personally. I guess if I'm I not like Mali, I'm not like I afraid would... of the French. I I support, <laughs> support I support them. the French in like a you know revolutionary defeatist way. Uh, actually, I think that uh, I think that it'd be great uh, for them to break against uh, break away from NATO. I think it would be really great uh, for them to uh, challenge U.S. hegemony. I think that that's a that's a major, you know, stumbling block for for any sort of left movement here in the U.S. to take power uh, is is the U.S. having total global hegemony. I feel like if we brought uh, Prussia back, that could accomplish the same thing. I don't know if there's any like political movements for that. There probably is, but like I feel like Prussia's like the thing that's missing. You know, once we lost Prussia, can you think of anything good that has happened? <laughs> You've been playing too much Victoria. Uh, <laughs> Germany definitely does feel like, uh, you know, the right in Germany is is growing. Uh, you know, I've read a lot about how, I mean, this has always been true, right? Uh, you know, ever since, uh, you know, the end of World War II is that in West Germany, right, like the, the Nazis were allowed to stay in power, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and, they've, and they've stayed and maintained a kind of major, uh, major force uh, uh, there in the country since then. Uh, there was a... There is a and and it's not just like kind of like the right wing conservative politicians. It's you know there's actually like you know extreme right you know yeah like the neo Nazis like the Christian that, Democrat Party was designed and put into power all over Europe by the CIA like very explicitly like it's the, yeah and I mean these guys are like it's the NATO you know, party these guys are like you know Nazis in the way that like America is like a Nazi country. But like, like a lot. there are also like right wing revolutionaries against them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who are like these guys are not right wing enough uh, for us, uh, and so we need to take power so we can take you know explicit action against the, uh, you know, the whatever immigrant hordes that uh, that bother us so much. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, that stuff is uh, you know dangerous, scary to think about, uh, but uh, I think it's you know. I think it's, you know, a serious future uh, that we're going to have to contend with is uh, is the, you know, remilitarization of Europe, uh, U.S. policy towards China. Uh, I've seen some, some really crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, it's going to get very weird. I think we're kind of in an interregnum stage or whatever. Like, we're in the in-between between the weird weird and, like, you know, we're just kind of, like, coasting right now. I think things are going to get shook up. Um Speaking of shake it up, did you hear that uh, there's like a Starbucks unionization effort in like Buffalo, New York? 
No. Oh, you know what? I did hear about that. Yeah. Didn't they? Uh, it's going didn't good. they just close the stores? Um, I don't think so. Did that happen? That's what I heard. Is that they closed the stores and they, and oh. they moved the people to like a bunch of different locations. So oh, they interesting. Would, uh, yeah, that's be like broken up or whatever. Still got to vote at the stores at least, but like. It's pretty interesting. I think this has been in the works for, like, a really long time. I know that there's some, like, very accomplished union people backing it, so... I'm, I'm there has been a, a, an insane amount of strike action Yeah. Uh, going on. Uh, yeah, I've been saying this since the beginning of the plague, that, like, after the plague, there was, like, a whole series of revolutions, like, peasant uprisings. Like, 15 cities in Italy were, like, captured by the peasants and, like... Like, the gilded workers were, like, thrown out of power. And, like, the ungilded workers took power. Um, and I think we're going to see something to a much lesser degree because one-third of the population didn't die. But, like, whatever percentage of the population died, I think we're going to see that percentage of that. <laughs> so, you know, maybe, like, 6% of our cities will be taken over by ungilded workers. Um, I don't want to see a third of the population die. I mean... No, no. But if that it's going to happen, if it's happening, you know, there's some good that comes out of it. Obviously, we shouldn't kill a third of the population. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I was watching. Uh, I think there's. I was watching. Uh, uh, go ahead. I, I, you know, I think, like, the Republicans are calling for the death of a third of the population, but I don't think that's really going to happen, probably. <laughs> they're trying. It's no. their third of the population that they're trying to kill. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's going to impact like elections? <laughs> like how many Republicans are dying? I think what might be a challenge against your theory is that a serious uh issue to kind of like the stability, long-term financial stability of like millennials and whatever Gen Zers has been the fact that their parents and grandparents are living so long, right? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, because historically, you know, the, the way to gain wealth, the way to hold wealth has always been inheritance, right? <laughs> and especially in, you know, semi-feudal countries like the U.S. Uh, and I think that, you know, a major problem uh, that the left might have to contend with in the U.S. going forward is the you know what might be the largest transfer of wealth from boomers to millennials ever as as parents die off and leave their children their houses uh that are you know worth more than you know for as now. we know for than now. ever before for now right? for like right now that's not gonna last very long a lot of people are gonna I be agree with you homes pretty soon. but <laughs> Also, but, doesn't, like, Zillow own, like, every house in America now? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's a weird thing that's happening. Like, just, like, a, like, search engine owns, like, like half the homes in America. It's, like, fiddling with the market. Like, this has got to be illegal. I can't 60%, believe there's not some kind of regulation against 60% of, of homes are owner-occupied uh, in the U.S. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, most people in this country own their, own their homes. Doesn't Cuba have, uh, like, a... 80-something percent home ownership rate. That's pretty cool. That's pretty dope. I saw... Me me and my wife were watching this great video of, uh, of these mountain people in China who were... Uh, the Chinese government was trying to get them down from the mountains because uh, the kids had to, like, walk to school, like, 
I saw that. miles away down to the bottom of the mountain. The ladders were like 50 feet tall. There's like 50 foot wooden ladders. And like these old people are just like, no. And they're like getting offered like apartments and shit. Like, like that's kind of badass. Like, and they were like, and their children were like, uh, come on, grandma. Like in the snow, like when it snows, I have to walk like 15 miles to school. Vertically. Through like 10 feet of snow. Like, I have to, we get picked up by day, Like there and back. Like, yeah, yeah. I wonder what they're gonna and to like, do. there's no cell phone reception for like a thousand miles. But I saw that the the government to, to get them to come out of the mountains, uh, they were like, yeah, you, like you said, you, they give you a house, uh, like an apartment. It wasn't big; it was like an apartment, uh, and then like a, a and then a greenhouse, so you could grow your own food, uh, and you could produce some sort of economic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you'd have some sort of economic production. Uh, and I thought it was kind of cool that that. Uh, there were a bunch of old people and there were some families that were like, no, we're not coming down from the mountains. We like it up here. Uh, and so they got to stay up there and like keep their sheep and like goats and shit that like loved to live in the mountains and would trade the cheese and meat with uh, the people who now live down in the, in the city. Uh, and I was watching and this video who was uh, this uh, documentary was interviewing this woman who was like a school teacher. And she was like, yeah, when I was a kid, I had to walk fucking from school and this is much better. Like, look, and she was pointing like, I don't know, 20, 30 feet away. That's like where I live now. And I walk to school. <laughs> and when it snows like 10 feet on the ground, we can shovel it out of the way because we live in town. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy, man. I, mean, uh, I don't know if I'm cut out for like being an 85 year old, like who lives on a ladder. I don't think that's really my life. Like I really. Yeah, like, I'm not a mountain person. I like and Langley, I, you know, we've got like an Apple store. Like, I will say, you know, uh, uh, people who live uh, uh, on the plains, people who live up in the mountains, are rugged individuals who far surpass my physical ability. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But they also, like, go blind. Like, you're not, like, living on a mountain, like, gives you, like, cataracts. Yeah, but you also live to be, like, 120 years old, and you can still, like, climb up, like, yeah, and I guess I could just your 50-foot ladder. Like... Cataracts. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I can climb a 50-foot ladder now. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> I climb up a hundred foot ladder. I, I will say, probably after you've been doing it for 40 years, you don't need to see where you're going <laughs> anymore. You don't want to see uh, if you're fucking there's a lady, uh, in the air on a bamboo <laughs> pole. Like, you don't want that. You don't want to know there's a lady, uh, when I drive to work, and I see her walking in the afternoon, and she's bent over like in the shape of a C, and she can't. she's not looking forward. She's looking down at her own feet. Right. And she's just, and I see her sometimes and I, sometimes I leave a little bit earlier, sometimes I leave a little bit later and she always walks at the same time. So I see it, her at different progress, like at different places, how far she's progressed. And she always walks the same area and she can't see where she's going, but she's probably done it so many times that she doesn't need to see. She's looking for quarters or something, looking for dropped wallets. That's how she makes her cash. I think she's desperately trying to like stay off of the ground. Like, that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, yeah, that's tragic, dude. We need to give old people, like, bionic arms and shit. They deserve it. Like, one of those, like, spider packs that, like, walk you around or whatever. I was thinking more like Uh, the, like, Nixon robot from Futurama. Yeah. Though Doc Doc Ocking our elderly is not a bad idea either. I would support that. They could punish us then. They could, uh... (laughs) I I already feel myself becoming more crotchety as I age. Uh, and, and more, uh... You know, willing and wanting to punish the youth. 
for their for their transgressions <laughs> against me and to general society. Uh, the history of of of, of uh, you know of humanity. <laughs> I feel it well up within me, and it and it makes me say, "Get off my fucking lawn." <laughs> That's wild. That's good. You're entering into a new stage. You're becoming more powerful and deadly. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like a, you'd start, a butterfly. You'd start committing I'm in like, my cocoon stage, and I don't want to be in here. I feel trapped. Felony, by, like, uh, weapon branding. Like, just, like, waving your gun around. But, like, nobody will mess with you. Because, <laughs> like, they know that you're the guy that does that. You're the guy that commits, you know, like, felony, like, like aggravated <laughs> assault all day. <laughs> you know that meme uh, uh, where the dudes, like, pull out their guns and, like, uh, joke about, like, uh, you know, you got to stay. You, gotta you stay don't want to get caught times. lacking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when I first saw that, uh, uh, a boss of mine showed that to me uh, one time. He thought it was the funniest thing, uh, and he showed me one uh, from uh, from uh, near near where we were working. Uh, and uh, my first thought was, "How has someone not died from this yet?" And then I just read recently that somebody had yeah, died from uh, this. <laughs> no, like a dozen people have died from this. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a. I mean. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, how good how could you imagine a meme where people are pointing that that conservative meme where they were pointing their uh, guns at their own uh, dick that produced a gunshot wound. <laughs> a couple of them. Any meme where you're playing with a gun. Yeah, dude, there so was like this shot. like Harley Quinn like cosplayer or whatever, like just like this cosplayer was like high as shit and like pointed her gun at her friend and like ex- <laughs> like just shot her in the chest, just like like hanging out. I don't know, like she was like expecting Jesus like a Christ. like like she was expecting like a flag to come out that like said bang. Oh my god! You shouldn't play with guns. Guns are dangerous. They need to take them away. Uh, this is why I became a communist. Is because I heard that they take away people's guns, <laughs> uh, and I was like, that sounds good to me. <laughs> I think everybody should just get stinger missiles. I think we should all have to like carry around like uh, rapiers or daggers. I do. Uh, you don't want to get like, you don't want to get caught not dueling. On guard, <laughs> bro. Somebody challenges me to a duel, like I'm whipping out my arquebusier. <laughs> I always got my. You gotta get that matchlock out, you know. Yeah. People should not be given accurate firearms. They should be given the most inaccurate firearms that are more likely to harm themselves. I carry like a then clay pot grenade. <laughs> then they'll think twice about using them on someone. I got Greek fire and a water gun. <laughs> If your gun had, like, a 75% chance of just exploding in your hand and, like, blowing your hand off, you would really think twice about firing it at someone. Um, I think they call those, um... Fuck, I couldn't think of a shitty gun. I don't know. There's, like, that <laughs> Keltec, like... I've seen some videos of a pretty shitty gun. Yeah, man. I would take a blunderbuss. I have watched guns explode. It, but, uh... Oh man, there was a dude who like made his own fifty caliber like rifle. <laughs> yes, that's exactly and it the video. Explodes. He has to like shove his thumb in his neck and like almost passes out like <laughs> in the hospital. The whole video, he's just like, I didn't. There was nothing I could have done to prevent this. Like absolutely nothing. I did everything correctly. And then like the next video I watched is like he did everything wrong. He put like a crazy hot round into this thing and it just explodes. He made his own gun like really shittily and like shoves like the hottest round he can find in there. And he's just like, he's like in like a full body cast. And he's like, I did everything right. <laughs> this was Here's something that you did wrong was you made your own gun. 
so like you can buy like um muzzle loader kits like you can buy like a 50 dollar muzzle okay. loader kit assembling, or a muzzle loader kit. assembling a, a gun is different than trying to cobble together a bunch of pipes into a 50 cal rifle yeah yeah if you're gonna make a gun you probably also should have like, <laughs> it, like an incredibly powerful round like you could probably make like a pea shooter like you know I'm not advocating that. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. But like, exactly. No, no making, no making of guns yeah. unless you live in a you know county or jurisdiction. If you live in the legal. Kyber Pass, you know you get a pass yeah. on that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think yeah. our listeners I would, make guns. I would never do that. That would be so fucking dumb. Yeah, oh if you're God. making your own explosives, this, you you often run into an own goal situation. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like that sounds like the easiest way to die, or like uh, you know, get caught uh, not dying and having the FBI come. Yeah, yeah. Well, the FBI is the guy who sells you the stuff to make it. <laughs> well, that's only if it doesn't kill you, right? Because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully they will. I mean, I guess that's well, they arrest true. you when you pick up the part. They usually don't let you make it because the guys they're entrapping are like mentally disabled. <laughs> they're not gonna be able oh to my make God. the bomb. I read this poor story about this dude who they got who they. They were giving him rides to his kid's daycare, and he was, like, this poor stoner who had, like, knocked up some uh, poor girl, and, like, he had this kid that he went to take care of, right, and they were divorced, and so he had her on some days, and he's like, I can't, I don't have a car, like, and the FBI guy was like, all right, we can drive you to your daycare, and he was like, man, but, like, it would be really great if I was stoned first, but I don't have any money for weed. <laughs> the bottom weed? And so they would buy him drugs too, like, and it wasn't just like good drugs; they just buy him weed. Uh, <laughs> That's legal. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, the FBI does spend like I don't know, like a couple tens of millions a year on like just informant payments, which makes sense. And then they were like, uh, "All right, bro, we really, really need you to go to the Walmart and buy a machete." Uh, it's you know for crime. <laughs> we gotta do it. And he he goes to the Walmart, and he buys the machete, and then he gets arrested. And he's like, "Oh, think, you guys told me to." And they're like, Mm-mm. "I think that was a knife, but I remember that. Like they bought him the knife because he's like, ah, I forgot my wallet, man." <laughs> he was like, they drove him to the Walmart, and they were. He was like, "Oh man, you know what though? Like, I did spend the last twenty you guys gave me <laughs> already." So, can you front me the money for this? That's so funny. You could totally, like, get out of getting in trap by just being a cheapskate. <laughs> like, ah, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to buy a fully automatic weapon, like, off the black market. Like, that's a lot of you guys, money. Could you guys buy it? You guys want to just buy it instead? Like, I don't, You guys you know. can use it. Like, I don't, I don't really need that. I'm, I, you know. I'm, I don't need a turn. Can I get you know some gas saying? money? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm sure, like... CIA and shit's buying gas money for all sorts of like, like you know, kind of morons, just like morons, absolute morons, yeah, morons who are like, <laughs> the CIA is who gas are just like, why is this? Planet. Why are these like, uh, why are these dudes like always like hanging out with me and like driving me to my kids' daycare and like giving me weed money? Dude, like the CIA was buying Juan Guaido gas. <laughs> <laughs> You would think of all the people, of all the people you don't need to buy gas, the dude who you just gave an entire gas company to. (laughs) uh, I don't know, you got anything going on this week? Anything you want the people to know about? Yeah, Halloween. Oh yeah. Get ready for it, it's coming up. I don't know what I'm going to do It's the spooky season. It's my, uh, yeah, I got a little baby. 
It's her first Halloween. You should dress up like a like nineteen twenties anarchist and like turn her into like a little bomb. That would be inc- that's an incredibly cute costume. Idea. Yeah, like wear like stripes Which, or something. You know. We got her a little squirrel suit. That's you know, it's like fine. a little squirrel outfit. That's, it's pretty cute. That's more appropriate. We've got her like uh you know like we grew a bunch of pumpkins in uh in our backyard yeah, yeah, and we cut them out just recently uh uh and and uh and made jack o' lanterns out of them uh and a squirrel is snacking <laughs> on on one of the pumpkins it's already gotten a big bite and taken out That's of dope. it i just fell down uh, a youtube rabbit hole of like the community of guys who grow giant pumpkins and they get like really competitive <laughs> about it i was i was looking for a place to like go with my girlfriend to like find a bunch of giant pumpkins and gawk at them but like a tur- like these guys are like specialists, you know. <laughs> like they're like growing it you, for competition. You gotta you stuff. gotta go to the place. We're gonna go. There's a place near here where uh, uh where where you can go and look at the giant pumpkins oh, okay. and look at the and do like the corn maze and all that stuff. I don't need a corn maze. Uh, I don't need to do other stuff. I just want to look at a big pumpkin, you know. I've never done a corn maze before, so I'm. It's just know, like a regular maze. Interested. I've never done a regular maze before. You ever been in a maze? Yeah, I've been in lots of mazes. Is there like is there like a minotaur at the end of all of them? No, you're the minotaur. Oh damn! And you got to get out. Yeah, right? yeah, you're the minotaur. Oh shit! Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a sense. A trick to mazes is to always follow the left wall. Eventually, you'll get out. It'll take longer than just guessing potentially, but you'll guaranteed to get out. Yeah, but you could. Yeah. But I mean, isn't it kind of fun to get lost in the maze and be like, "Ooh, I don't know where I am." No, you start freaking out, and then you like whip out your machete, and then like everybody gets mad at you. And also, they put they put <laughs> fences in between the the corn. There's a secret fence usually, so you can't cheat. Um. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Free Palestine. Fuck the police. That's a wrap. I gotta change. Yeah, my Free Palestine. Water. Let's get out of here and uh, have a good week.